Welcome to the Ghosty Girls Podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Anna. So, hey, before we get started on this week's episode, I have to ask, how is that horror movie marathon going? (laughs) Slow, but I'm (laughs) loving it. We only made it to Friday the 13th, number six, but the kids are actually, like, really enjoying this. Like, I come home, and they're like, can we watch it? So I was surprised, because they're older movies, and they're, like, thrilled, so... I think this weekend we're going to, like, binge watch the rest of them and hopefully start Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yay. I'm so excited for you to start that. That is such a good series. Like, how did I grow up and just totally not do this? I don't know, but I'm glad you're doing it now. (laughs) And I'm glad your kids are getting to experience it. Me too. It is so awesome. I'm loving it. I can't remember. Did you say that you guys haven't seen all of the Halloween movies or you have? We watched the first two and then we started jumping around and I was like, okay, we can't watch like three series. I'm going to get so confused. So we decided to stick with Friday the 13th and get through those and then go back through. Um, We were going to go back through Halloween, but the kids have already seen that stuff. So I'm like going to probably take them through nightmare on elm street because they haven't seen it and mm-hmm. then i can fill in halloween like whenever they're busy doing whatever halloween is so good though is like, it yes to me it's just like the epitome of the spooky feels you know i should just do that then because the first two i was shocked i thought okay way back when i'm not these are going to be corny like i'm just not into it But once it started, I don't know what it was. It was like comfort. It was funny. Like Michael Myers don't fuck around. He (laughs) is, he's always there. He he is there waiting, knife in hand. And that fucker does not have to run. He will freaking catch you. Like I know. That's the one thing that drives me nuts is that they will be like, running and falling and getting up and running some more and he's just walking and he finds them every time i know he's like the epitome of you know when they say like slow and steady wins the race <laughs> that's michael myers like the tortoise <laughs> he is not yeah he's not rushing anywhere he's like yeah that's cool bitch i'm gonna let you run through this field because you're gonna trip <laughs> on air and then i'm gonna be there to stab you never i love it I love it. So the other day I was home, not feeling well. And we actually watched, speaking of cringy movies, we watched Twilight. And I forgot how terrible that first movie was. Like, it It was amazing when you watched it. It was like, the books were so incredible and then you compare it to this first movie and it's like it left so much to be desired the acting was just yes awful that's what i tell people like watch the movies first and then go back and read it because you're going to be let down if you do it the other way i know but your kids actually sat through it they did oh my goodness they did my youngest son loves watching movies that are like I don't know. What do you call those? Where it's like a collection of movies, you know, where there's two or three or five. Yeah. yeah. Like he's really into Pirates of the Caribbean. He's seen (laughs) all those movies a thousand times, like Harry Potter. He loves that. So I think, you know, he's begging me to watch the second one today. I'm like, oh, here we go. (laughs) Just get it over with. I know. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, these are appropriate ish for you of course yeah <laughs> it's they're no worse than some of the horror movies we've let him watch so I whatever agree. that's very mild compared to some of them that's true <laughs> oh my gosh well last week we talked about the hitchhiking spirit and getting it out of our house and i wanted to check in with you and see are you having any more issues what's going on there That fucking spirit, whatever the fuck it was. Um, Thank 
God, I have not had any more issues with it, Mm. but it was intense. Like we, we went through the house uh, last, last weekend and it, I I say we, but I did it by myself. Um, I feel like you were there with me. I was was like over here, like praying. I was with you. But it was intense. I, for the first time, really went through kind of visualizing in the way that you described before how to go through your house and try to feel where the heaviness is. Yeah. And that work? T- it, I, I think it worked really well. Um, I felt like this thing was trying to wear me down. So I could mm-hmm. feel it. I know this is, it's hard to describe, but I could feel it like hiding around the corner, hiding in the shadows, like just barely hanging on. Like it was trying to stay for some reason. And I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to stay here for, but it's not going to work. I'm not going to stop. I will sit here and I will do this and I will pray and I will not let my family come back in until you're gone. (laughs) And I just had like this moment where I was all in it. I was like praying. I was super in it and just like defiantly telling this thing like, fuck you, get out of my house. Like I will do this all day. And I felt this overwhelming sense of peace and I knew it was gone. And it was the first time that I had ever had just this overwhelming sensation of like, oh my gosh, I can take a deep breath. Like it's not here anymore. And I knew it immediately everything changed and it just felt like clear. Isn't that the most amazing feeling in the world? It really was. Like you had described to me, cause I'm like, how do you know for sure? You know, I will walk through and I try to feel it, but it's, you cannot describe it yep. until you feel it. It's yep. like, there's nothing like it. It was very, very cool. What happened over in your neck of the woods? relentless is putting it mildly like it you're not lacking when you're saying that it held on with everything it had because I went through my house by myself and I did my thing I played music for like an hour and a half and then I went through by myself and it felt pretty clear but I didn't have that (sighs) song moment yeah because My husband, he's going to kill me when he hears this. Um, (laughs) He was like in this really weird, I don't even know if you call it a mood. It was like a funk. It was, Mm -hmm. he was just very cold and shut off and just Not himself. Yeah, he was off. And so when I told him we need to go through the house, He was almost like total opposite. Like, no, we don't need to. It's not a big deal. I don't think anything's here. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm telling you, it's here. It's affecting me. And I felt it like causing me to get pissed. It wanted me to yell and scream at him. And for some reason, I could not stop it. And I was yelling and I'm like, this isn't me. You know that this is this thing we have to go through. And he was getting elevated and I'm like, just go. And he goes, I'm going to go take a nap. So he goes upstairs and I knew without a doubt that this thing was making me do this. Mm -hmm. I just could not stop it. Yeah. And so he went upstairs to take a nap. I went through the house. He came back down and uh, he's like, okay, let's do it. I'm like, no, I, I don't think mentally, spiritually, you're there. I'm not going to have you go through and, you know, have you half-ass it because it's going to stir it up and make it worse. So I went through, don't worry about it. And he's like, why did you go? And like, he just started in again. And this is not my husband. No. And so I sat him down and I'm like, I need you to hear me right now. There is something on you. And I said, I felt it from the moment I started talking to you. When you came back down, the house is clear, but it is hanging on to you. And I need you to accept that and figure out how you're going to deal with it. Well, it wasn't until the next day. Um, I told him, I go, I prayed for you. And he goes, 
yeah, I, I think maybe you're right. I go, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, after, you know, how many years? Of course I'm right. <laughs> um, so we sit down and he's like, I don't know if we need to go through the house. I'm like, let's just pray. And so we prayed right there on the floor in the middle of our bedroom and just really hardcore pray that just let this thing go. Like it doesn't need to be here. There's no reason for it. You have to give us some relief. And later that night he came and he's like, I feel a hundred percent better. I cannot believe that I allowed this thing to let me act the way I did. And it was just like, Oh, thank God. Like I needed that just confirmation that it was gone. And for him to come and say, you are right. This is exactly what it was. I feel a hundred percent different. I knew that it was gone, but it was just, it was like, okay, I'll go, but I'm going to hang on to him. And what are you going to do now? Like it was just taunting. This specific entity was really interesting because we talked about this a little in last week's episode, but it really changed you and I and our relationship and kind of how we felt towards each other. And for a few weeks, we did not recognize what was going on with one another and what even really what was going on within ourselves. We noticed that each of us were you know, snapping at our kids. We had less patience. We were really angry about things. We felt very almost depressed. And you start to just blame it on life. You're like, I'm stressed. I have this going on. And it's really easy to reason that away. But I mean, this thing was relentless and it's hard to fight against that in the moment. You know, like you say, I can't believe I let myself be, you know, controlled by something or, but it really plays off your human side. It It feels really good to be angry sometimes when you're in an argument and that's not right. You're obviously not taking the high road and not doing things the way you should, or the way that, you know, in hindsight, you're going to be pissed that you acted like that, but yeah. You know, it's, it's just crazy. It was a learning moment. I mean, we talk about this all the time. I think we're tested. I think different entities and their tactics are allowed to come our way because we have to learn them. And this one was a bitch. It was Mm -hmm. so the fact that they, I mean, they all try to kind of divide and conquer this one literally went after my husband knowing full well that I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing, but it was going to play off him. And that was just, it was crazy to see. But now I think with him going through it too, we're going to have those red flags pop up a lot sooner the next time. Exactly. Well, at least we got that fucker out of our houses (laughs) and out of our lives. I just need some peace. Just give me like a month. Just let me have no spirits for a little while. Okay. You need to be knocking on wood, asking for the fairies for their protection, (laughs) crossing your fingers because you know, you can't just go and jinx yourself like that. I know. I'm going to have to pray, Lord. I was kidding. Just please give me a week. Like really seriously. a week. (laughs) Like, you know what I need. I'm not going to say it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I'm really excited about this week's episode. We have been wanting to talk about this topic for a while. And it's a huge undertaking. There is, I feel like there's so much to discuss. And it's something people are really passionate about. We are going to talk about animals. And... Yay! Animals sensing spirits and ghost pets and everything in between. And this is a hard one because it's very controversial. People, like, you don't want to tell them, hey, Fluffy may not be with you. So, like, you've got to really think it through and we don't know. Like, (laughs) we're not going to come to a conclusion here. It's all guessing. I guess we'll find out when we get there. But... Exactly. Are pets going to be in heaven with us? I mean, do animals even have souls? So we took a poll on our Instagram and it was pretty divided. 
leaning more toward the animals actually do have souls. 86% of our weirdos thought that animals have souls. So what do I you mean, think? Um, this is tough. I'm really not sure what I think. Um, (laughs) I know you and I have kind of had conversations about this in the past and what's a soul and what's a spirit. And I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I know. I don't know what I would call it. Well, let's tackle, let's tackle (laughs) first. Like, okay. So I think that there's a difference between a soul and a spirit. So when you start, like, if you go through the Bible and start looking at that, um, it talks about, you know, Adam was given a soul and he became a living soul, but the spirit is something different. You have many different um, instances in the Bible where people are, you know, calling out with their soul, which is a very, like, almost human action. Mm -hmm. It's something that um, only humans can do. But whenever they praise with their spirit, it's almost like a connection with God. So I think that that spirit is the connection. I mean, you, you hear them say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I, I think, think that's probably what I'm thinking more along the yeah. lines of um, when I think of animals. Yeah, you know I think, saying? I mean, they. you look at a tree and a dog, and there's obviously a huge difference in just cognizance and behavior i mean a tree doesn't know you're going to chop it down but if you come after the dog with a newspaper he knows he's been a bad boy right yeah so i think that they have the soul i mean you hear all these stories about uh dogs you know saving people they don't even know like out of rivers or you know whatever or going and getting someone for help i think they absolutely have a sense of soul and Maybe that's exactly what'll be in heaven. I don't think they can believe in God or believe in the devil or make a choice to do wrong. Um, so I don't think you, you know, with humans, you have, okay, do you believe in God? Okay, you're going to heaven. Like, I don't think that's possible. I do believe they will be in heaven. There's many instances about um, lions laying down with lambs in heaven or the wolves laying down with the sheep. And so I absolutely believe that they will be in heaven. Um, I was talking to my husband and I'm like, our dog, I was like, do you think she'll be there? He's like, that's a hard one. I do think animals will be in heaven, but will it be my animal? I don't know. That's a hard one. Yeah. I mean, now, when you when you frame it that way and thinking about it from that perspective, I do – I would say then, yes, I would agree that they have soul. Yeah. Right? Um, clearly, there's a major difference between an inanimate object and yeah. an animal. So – but like you said, they can't make that um, distinction between – good and evil so that's you know obviously where they differ from humans yeah i think there's just there's something very special about animals and even though in innocence yeah and it's like you have these living breathing organisms but with animals i don't know there's just there's something about them when you look in their eyes they connect with you and that's not just a brain being a brain that is something deeper For sure. And we're going to kind of dive into all of that later in the episode too. But I mean, I just, the whole idea of animals being in heaven, to me, that's so interesting. Because, you know, when your animals pass away, people have that like cute poem they share with the rainbow bridge. And it's like, so sweet, like you'll be reunited with your pets. And, you know, Sure. I hope that everybody's pets get to be there. I don't know if that's the case. I guess we'll see. Um, I look at it as heaven is what makes you happy. When you get there, you're going to have what brings you joy. And if Fluffy brought you the most joy, why would he not be there? 
Yeah. I mean, that's a good point, right? It is. So does that mean that the things that you, that do not bring you joy will not be in your heaven? I'm just, I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) I sure hope not because I get, I have a list of Lord. When I get there, I can live like on the ground, but do not allow (laughs) spiders to be there. Like, I have a list of things that I, I can't have. I thought you were going to to your fear of flying. Like, Lord, when <laughs> I get there, please don't make me get on an airplane. <laughs> and that I was going to say, honey, okay. that ship has sailed. You're already dead. So, <laughs> If I can fly, I'm in control. So I'm good. <laughs> you yourself can fly. You will no longer yes. need an airplane. And you don't no. need to worry about dying because no. you're there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I guess oh, there's bro. nothing to be afraid of at that point then. No, that's true. Maybe I, I'll like spiders. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I just don't like the idea of it. I know. Well, there was a pretty amazing video that you shared with me this week. Yeah. Makes you think. So we have to share that. Yeah. So. There was an episode of Paranormal Caught on Camera, and this woman has this recorder, you know, outside her house. I don't know. I couldn't remember if it's a ring doorbell or something like that. It was like just a cam outside her house. Yeah. So this truck had gone by and had hit this deer, and they just kept going. And she's she was reviewing this, and the deer's getting up, and it's like trying to get up and move. And it falls down, and all of a sudden, you see this, we're going to call it spirit, go out of the deer and, like, back into the woods. Now, I'm sure there's some people out there that are going to say, okay, well, maybe the dust from the ground kicked up or whatever. But it was really amazing because you see the deer laying down, and then it gets up, like, one last-ditch effort trying to get up. And just as it falls something floats out of its body and goes back into the woods and it looks like a deer. It does. And it's not even like it, it looks like dust particles and it's there for a millisecond and it's gone. This Mm -hmm. shape stays in the shape and floats literally off the side of the camera view. It was and you can still amazing. see the actual deer laying in the road. It's not like the deer, you know, got up and like somehow the camera matrixed or whatever. This deer is still laying in the road and you see this white smoke-like mist of a deer yeah. get up and go. So that made me think. And I was like, oh my gosh, maybe, absolutely. Maybe they have souls. Like maybe this is a real thing. But what I thought was kind of cool about it, too, is that this woman, she didn't say that she, like, believed in any of that. But she said as soon as she saw this, she knew instantly that there was a God. And that hit me because I'm like, okay, whether it's a dear spirit or God allowed that to happen to get her attention, whatever that was, I am so happy it happened. Yeah, it's that was a really phenomenal video. And I always go into watching videos like that being skeptical because, you know, it's on TV. You don't know what's been doctored, but you look at that and it just, it was not, in my opinion, it was not faked at all. And we are definitely going to post a link to the episode in the podcast notes so that you guys can check it out. Um, and also try to get a screen grab to post on our Instagram because we really want to see what you guys think. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. You guys are going to love it. So getting more into animals and energy and kind of, you know, you were talking about how when you look in the eyes of an animal, you know, how you just get like this sense of connection. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how animals can sense the energy of other people and, you know, the fact that animals are used in therapy, which 
I didn't really know a lot about. So I did a little bit of research and it's actually really interesting. This is going to blow your mind. So therapeutic relationship between animals and humans actually started in the 1800s um, by Florence Nightingale. What? Yes. She found that pets reduced anxiety in psychiatric patients and children. And I know as early as the 1930s, Freud also was known to bring his own dog to therapy sessions. So, you know, it wasn't until the second half of the 20th century that people kind of started diving into more ways in which humans and animals can be used to benefit the, the relationship between the two can be used to benefit um, therapy. And in the eighties, they actually opened the first program to certify animals for therapy. So, so cool. Now they are used in hospitals and in treatment programs for kids with psychiatric issues. They use them in substance abuse programs, um, you know, PTSD, um, cancer patients, all kinds of things like that. So it's, it's pretty amazing. And so there's a couple different types of pet therapy or where they use these animals where they will either have volunteers bring their pets that have been trained to hospitals or schools, you know, where they kind of use them to cheer up other people that are having difficulties, um, like, recovering after a surgery or going through chemo or things like that. And what they found is this type of therapy and just giving these people the joy of being around a pet or animal actually helps reduce stress and produce hormones and neurotransmitters that help aid physical and emotional stability and health. That is awesome. So um, you don't need to take all those pills, Betty. Just go (laughs) find a dog. Just get a dog. (laughs) It's like, it's incredible to think that it can make that big of a difference. Um, I agree. I mean, it's crazy to think about, you know, you just, oh, it's just a dog. But like, there's even, I read a story, um, Donuts, the Golden Retriever. Um, she was brought up for first responders and firemen that were working with the Creek fire in Fresno. And they, they were saying like, you have these grown men that have been fighting fires all day, sometimes 24 hours. All they want to do is just go take a shower and eat, just, just get their mind off of it. Right. And they see donuts, the dog out there, and they will stop and play with her and, the guy was saying that you could see just their demeanor change instantly. Yeah. That stress was gone and, you know, they become like kids. Like they just, they soak up that dog's energy and it just gets their mind off of everything that's going on at that moment. It's And it just almost brought tears to my eyes because if you don't have a dog, it's hard to explain, but there's just something about even a cat, like, just having that animal look at you and want to be near you and feeling that energy, it's almost like they suck that out of you, all the negative negativity and stress, and they just like take it from you. It was just amazing to see. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, especially for people that are in positions where, you know, they can't have pets or maybe they can't care for a pet yeah. because they are too ill or too um, old and can't get around as well. It's it's great that they have those programs where they actually bring the animals to them. Um, yeah. And the firefighters the- are like, it reminds us of home. You know, we have dogs at home and we can't go home to see our family. We're here trying to help other families. And to see that dog, you know, walk through the trees and coming for you, it just, it reminds you that there's home and it's not just what we've been dealing with the last 24 hours. Yeah. That's awesome. So they also do animal-assisted therapy uh, with dogs. So most of the animal therapy either involves dogs or horses. 
which I was like, okay, sign Anna up because I know (laughs) she's like, let me get that horse therapy. (laughs) They are so calming. There's something about it. So according to information from Psych Central, um, the way that it kind of works having this therapeutic practice with horses is it really helps people to have first, a close interpersonal relationship with the horse, but also you get an instant feedback from the horse and you're getting feedback from nonverbal cues and you're growing this trust with Mm -hmm. another. And so what they found is it just really is peaceful, um, you know, for these people. And obviously like you have to have a love for animals or this is not the type of therapy for you, but I mean, they have found that these types of therapies have helped people with um, lower pain levels. And Mm -hmm. they said that it increases their endorphins after doing this animal therapy. To me, that's crazy. Like, if you can go and, you know, spend time with a horse or have some dogs around and you're a cancer patient and that is going to decrease your pain level. Like that's incredible to me. I don't know how it works, but I do know that animals for sure can sense the energy of their owners and the people around them because I have seen that and witnessed that firsthand. Um, Absolutely agree with you. I know that you have pets. I have also witnessed, um, you know, my parents' dog very, very close to my parents. They love that little guy. They treat him better than my brother and I. But (laughs) I was like, how is he going to handle this? (laughs) But, um, But I know, I just he is very sensitive. I say that and people laugh, but he is a very sensitive and empathetic dog. And if he senses something is wrong or something is going on, he is well aware of it and he's following people around or he's going and laying next to them. And, you know, if he knows that my dad doesn't feel well, he's going to lay right by his feet. If somebody's crying, he's going to go right over to them to see what's wrong. I'm not a fan of their dog. (laughs) <laughs> but if you the, do know your parents are going to hear this, right? They, trust me, they know. No. Um, but I will say, you know, a few times that I have been over there and been upset, like he comes right over to me and, you know, is trying to get in my face and, you know, be like, what's wrong? What's wrong? So it's, you can tell that yeah, he just recognizes it. Yeah. I will say with our cat, it's the one that's the asshole. She's mean. Like, I wouldn't say mean. She's just a cat. Like, she doesn't want to be touched. Leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. That kind of cat. And I believe it was when my husband had his motorcycle accident. Um, he was not feeling well. He was, you know, on the couch. He couldn't get up and do anything on his own. This cat would not leave him alone kept coming up laying on him wanting to be near him and it was weird to watch because when she would go lay with him and be with him his mood instantly improved he wasn't as in as much pain but the weirder part is every time that she got down like off of his chest she would like go lay down almost as if she wasn't feeling well or she was in pain so it was really weird yeah. To watch her. Like the energy like, swap. Yeah. Like suck it up, make him feel better. And then she would go deal with it. It was insane. I had never seen anything like it in my life, but it was real. It happened for sure. Like, yeah, it was crazy. I just think that's awesome because that is further proof that animals have souls and they are able to form these bonds and connections with people. Yeah. I absolutely agree. It's crazy to watch. So what do you think about animals being able to sense earthquakes or, you know, natural disasters? Do you think that that's a thing? Absolutely. I think they have a sixth sense. Um, And I think definitely 
for some reason they're more sensitive, whether it's their hearing or their sight or their smell. I think there's more to it than what we can just scientifically look at. I think there's like, you and I have a sixth sense. Yeah. Maybe not everybody has it, but I think that animals definitely do. You have, you know, animals reacting well before there's an earthquake or well before, you know, something hits, a big storm hits. Yeah. How do they know? There's something in them that just, it's a different level. Well, you know? so you hit the nail on the head because according to the American Kennel Club, they do have the ability to detect impending disasters and it is due to their powerful sense of smell. So, so you're, wait, you're telling me they can smell an earthquake? So the barometric pressure and all natural phenomena have odors associated with them. And they are beyond the capacity of our noses to recognize. But dogs sense the changes immediately. That is awesome. Okay. So I'm a little jealous because I have a yeah. really good sense of smell, but I can't smell natural disasters. I was just going to say, <laughs> you are like the dream and smell queen when it comes to your gifts. And you have not yet smelt a earthquake coming. So I'm a little disappointed <laughs> in you. But I mean, would you really want to be able to have that power to yes. know? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yes. I need to get one of those collars, you know, that they used in the movie Up, where they put the collar on the dog. <laughs> and when he barked, and they just talk. said the words. Yeah. We need one of those so that when that happens, my parents' dog can be like, earthquake. <laughs> Something smells. You know? <laughs> That's my impersonation. No, he probably sounds more like, it's an earthquake. That's what I think he sounds like. But anyway. More like Eeyore. (laughs) Don't you worry. It will pass. So in our poll of our awesome Instagram weirdos, we asked them, do you believe that pets can sense spirits? And a hundred percent said yes. I mean, I, how could you say no? I I know. I one hundred percent agree that animals can sense spirits. So I wanted to do a little research on this and not just personal stories because I've heard a thousand stories from people and yeah. seen, you know, tons of things, but I wanted to kind of get a little bit of insight see if there was anything scientific we could go off of but you know it's ghosts so (laughs) so again referencing this amazing article from the american kennel club obviously there's no scientific proof that they can see ghosts but they do say that dogs have a sixth sense and the sixth sense is the gut feeling And what was most interesting to me is that it says it's the gut feeling we get when something doesn't feel right. The difference is dogs are more open to trusting what they feel and acting on their feelings accordingly, while people's minds analyze what's going on and deny possibilities that auras or spirits exist. Dogs are remarkable creatures with senses that far exceed humans. And that's coming from the American Kennel Club. So that's crazy to me that they acknowledge exactly what people have been saying for years is dogs have this sixth sense. They absolutely can feel and see spirits. I've always known that. I've always had animals. There are so many experiences where I know without a doubt, I will actually use my dog like if I'm upstairs and I feel something and I can't quite get a pin on where it's at I'll bring my dog up and I'll be like okay go for it and she will growl and you know bark the wall and move and I just know you know it's what I found to be so interesting was to actually have them say it's the gut feeling that we all yeah. have, but dogs listen to their gut and people don't trust their gut. And how many times have you and I said, our human minds mm-hmm. get involved and we start questioning, even with our gifts, we start questioning the things that we're seeing, the, the messages we're given. 
And it's because we're not trusting our gut. Yeah. It's exactly <laughs> so like, what it is. Okay. Yes. You know, we can learn a lesson from the dogs. <laughs> I want to write that one down because you're not a dog person. I mean, I'm definitely more of a dog person than a cat person. I would say I am a dog person. I don't know if you're an animal person. I am an animal person. Why don't you have one? Because I can't have one. I can't I have one where I'm living. And I do have an draw. animal. Thank you. I have oh, you a reptile. Do. You do. I'll give you that. I have a reptile that <laughs> but it I'm can't not kiss supposed you to have. love on you. It can't. But unfortunately, those pets are outlawed where I am currently <laughs> residing. So in order to continue residing where I am, I am following those rules. Yeah, well. No, we fully plan on getting a adorable hypoallergenic labradoodle oh. as soon as we buy a house. So my kids will never let me forget that promise I made to them. So <laughs> it will happen. That is awesome. Yeah. I am so glad. So they do also say that people's perceptions can play a part into it. So obviously dogs behavior, you know, can be mysterious because we don't know what they're thinking. So they can do yeah. stuff where we're like, uh, what is the dog up to? Why is he walking in circles, chasing his tail? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But there's, when someone's inclined to believe there's paranormal or spirits and dogs or cats exhibiting behavior that makes it look like they're staring at something nearby, you know, of course yeah. that that could make it more likely for us to believe that. But I'm going to stand by and say, I 100% know that they can see these things. Yeah. And I would say the same thing. Like if one of my animals would just stare at a wall, I'd be like, it's a bug. Whatever. Yeah. But I have two cats and a dog. And when they all stop and stare up the stairs and there's nobody up there, don't even try to tell me that they all seen the same damn bug. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> so I know we're focusing, you know, on this information is kind of more focused on dogs, but I'm imagining that it's very similar with other animals as well. But Dogs hearing, they say, surpasses a human, and they're able to hear higher pitch noises, as we know most animals are, mm -hmm. um, from a much greater distance. So their auditory perception is another area where they perceive the world completely different than we do. And this gives them the ability to pick up on other things that, you know, could be happening right now. We don't hear it, and they do. Well, also, and that's kind of interesting to think about because if you think about us as humans, we don't always hear the voices. It takes an, an audio recorder to be able to hear them because they're on a different frequency. Mm -hmm. Maybe dogs, cats, animals hear that shit all the time and it's not abnormal to them because that's all they hear. Could you imagine? They're like, no. somebody shut these fucking people up. <laughs> Would you please talk to this one and get him out of here? He won't leave me alone. Animals. Could you imagine? I wonder if that's why cats always seem like they're so stuck up. It's not because they don't like people. It's because they're so sick of hearing the voices. <laughs> they're like, I'm tuning you out. I don't hear you. Oh, are you real? No. Okay. Oh, are you coming to feed me? No? Go away. <laughs> you nailed it i know in addition they actually have a field of vision that's much wider than ours and they can mm -hmm. see objects at a greater distance they can see better at twilight dusk and dawn so they can mm. pick up on on certain movements that are completely undetectable to the human eye which is creepy all in itself exactly so when your dog or your cat hops up off the bed or off the couch and they are staring at something, there's yeah. something there. Yeah. That's I'm just saying. And, and you would think that me and you would not get creeped out by that, but even still not being able to see something and know that your animals do 
you just start playing in your mind all the horrible things that could be standing right there. And you're like, what is it, Lassie? What is it? <laughs> it's a demon standing in the doorway? <laughs> so have your animals, I mean, I know they have, but how often do your animals react to things? I would say probably three times a week. Really? Yeah. I mean, not to the extent of like, I've had them, like both of the cats, I've had them stop, race upstairs. And so I'm like, okay, what's going on? And I run up there and they're both like backs arched, tails fluffed, staring in my room. And I know that that's not a coincidence. Like (laughs) it's not the one scaring the other or whatever. Like, I know that that's what it is. So you're like, that doesn't uh, happen. Not going up there. (laughs) I'm like, whatever's in the room, leave. No, it's like, that doesn't happen very often when there's a really strong spirit or when it's not good is when I notice that they react harshly like that. It's usually like, they'll look up and kind of just follow something. And I'm like, okay, there's no bug. There's no light. It's not a shadow. And then when they all kind of like stop and stare in the same direction, there's really no refuting that. I know something's there, but yeah, I would say at least three times a week. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, I tried to think back to my childhood pets to think, did they ever do anything? Honestly, I can't recall, but I was asking my husband last night, does he remember his animals doing anything like that? And he said his dog, uh, Tar, which is adorable black lab that he had, Aww. he would do that all the time. He would bark at the wall. And his cat would also do the same, like get up and, you know, run out of a room and or not want to go in a room, yeah. you know, back arched and things like that. So I don't know. I just, I don't know. It creeps me I've out. I've had that too. Like, one of our cats is so lovey-dovey. He wants to be with you everywhere you go. And there will be times that we'll put him on our bed when we're getting ready to go to sleep and he will get off and we'll pick him up, put him on. And he's constantly wanting to get out of the room, which is unlike him completely. Uh, yeah. So it makes you wonder. Like if the cat doesn't want to be in here, I don't want to be in here. <laughs> I will follow the cat and sleep on the couch. So there was a couple of pretty crazy awesome videos that we watched recently one of them um i saw today and you can find it on instagram at paranormal descendants and it's a video of this girl she has a youtube channel also she posts you know a bunch of stuff and she's got some really great evidence and stuff on there but it's her cat laying on her bed And she, for the purpose of this video, slowed it down and she put a little circle around the cat's paw so that you knew where to look. And you see something like a shadow touch the tip of this cat's paw. And this cat shoots up out of a blanket on the bed, off the bed, towards the door. And you can see the only light in this room is coming in from this door, from the doorway. And it's standing in the doorway and its back is up. It's tails up and its eyes are facing, looking at whatever it was, like what just happened. It was a trip. And you know, the cats aren't still unless they're focused in on something. And this cat is clearly focused in on whatever just touched it. Yes. And you know it's seeing it, but you can't. It that's creepy. Yeah. So we will post uh her Instagram handle in the podcast notes so you guys can take a look at that video. But it was a trip. I thought, oh my gosh, that poor cat, like just sleeping and to get woken up like that. I mean, I know what that feels like. And that's scary. <laughs> but like, what a jerk of a spirit. You know that you can't communicate with that cat and it's not gonna give a message. Like, you're just doing it to be an asshole. Exactly. And Why would you do that? That's everyone's fear. Your, your <laughs> foot is hanging out of the blanket and gets touched by something. Cats are not like, into this. The poor cat. 
Um, <laughs> and there was another video that you sent me from YouTube. Yes. So you see this person had been having paranormal experiences. They left a camera up They had, when they were out of the house and this cat is in the room and it perks up and it's like standing there and you see this shadow move from one room kind of across the door into the room where the cat is and the cat's just dead on staring at it. And you're just like, Oh my God. Like usually cats are looking at stuff. You don't see anything, but you can watch this shadow move across the door and into the room. The creepiest thing when the second cat came from the hallway into that room and the door started closing. Yes. It like it fall. It was like it was, it had seen this thing and it was following it into the other room. But yeah, when that door started closing, like locking them up, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) This spirit is smart. You forgot to add the little detail though. The cat wasn't just perked up. This cat was sitting on its hind legs with its hands up like a fucking squirrel. I have never seen a cat like this in my (laughs) life. It was like. It was standing up like legit. But it was also like kind of scary because you're like why is the cat doing this like you know that cat is fucking terrified <laughs> that's what the part that got you is the cat was standing because I just looked at that cat and I'm like okay the cat is not sitting like that for comfort no you know? it's it's up like that because it's trying to see on what alert. yeah exactly so that just it was one of those things that made me go okay something is definitely not right because look at that yeah. cat well like, there were too many things happening to think that it was just coincidence like a car driving by these cats behaviors and then the door shutting definitely not just and and the the table that moved yeah there was a lot happening there was a lot video. going on in that and but i'm telling you like just from a standpoint of you know going into it with skepticism looking at the way that that cat was positioned i was like there's no faking it. You can tell that that cat is scared. Yeah. Like yeah. what is happening? And something was there. So we will also post the link to that YouTube video so you guys can check it out. Let us know what you think. And I don't know. So It's creepy. Have you ever been visited by a ghost pet? Because 57% of our audience says they have. I have not. I can't. I mean, I've been visited by things pretending to be cats. Like, there was one in our house. It was this mimicker thing. Like, it would mimic the cat. It would mimic my kids, my husband. It was really creepy. Um, But you would feel the cat rub up against you and you go down to pet because we have cats and they're not there. They're downstairs or somewhere far away from wherever you just saw or you would watch the cat I can't even tell you how many times my kids watched the cat go into a room go in there and it's not there it was creepy as fuck because it wasn't just happens quite often because I have read a lot of stories from people like on reddit where they say I thought it was my dog. I saw my dog. I saw my cat, but it wasn't Mm. them. So it's like, all right, what's happening here? Maybe it's just like they do with kids. They're trying to get your trust and make you think it's fine and no big deal. Trip you out. I don't don't know. know. It's creepy. I will say I'm glad that I've had no pets come back because there was an unfortunate incident with my kitty. And I really, I really prayed that that cat did not come back because it would kill me in my sleep (laughs) (laughs) i mean are you gonna share the story because i feel like you kind of have to now i kind of have to so i was probably i don't know 15 and my sweater i was getting ready to go out and my sweater was wrinkled i'm like i'm gonna toss it in the dryer just for a few minutes and get it you know, kind of fluffed up and unwrinkled. So I toss my sweater in there and I turn it on and I walk off and I come back a few minutes later, probably 10 maybe. And I open the dryer and my sweater has all this white 
hair on it. And I'm like, oh, okay. my God. And so I look in and I realize that my cat had climbed in the dryer and I didn't know she was in there when I turned it on and she passed. And I, it was. That's the worst. So hard. Like I cried for weeks. I felt so guilty and ashamed and like, yeah, I, I, sh- I didn't know to look. She had never done that. She had never climbed in the dryer. So I didn't know to look. And there was there was no saving her. And so I'm just, I'm so thankful <laughs> she didn't come back. Because I will <sighs> say that was the one of the meanest cats I've ever owned in my life. She would hide under the bed and wait for you to walk by. And then <gasps> wrap her hands around you and bite. Like she was mean. I, but that's I the her. reason I don't like cats is because I had a cat that would do that to me. It was my friend's cat. <laughs> and I'm like, if this shit comes back from like Pet cemetery, I am screwed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, what was the it cat's was sad, name? But I'm glad they didn't. Well, that's a funny story because we thought it was a boy. So I named her, him, her, Henry. And then we found out it was a girl. So we kind of just stuck with Henry. The girl cat named Henry. <laughs> oh, poor Henry. She had an unfortunate name. She was an asshole and she shouldn't have died that way. And I'm just, I'm glad she didn't come back. I'm glad she didn't. She hasn't come back yet. There's always Don't. Time. Now, can you please knock on wood? I do not need that shit in my house right now. Please. <laughs> I'll just got to do Oh my gosh. <laughs> What about you? Any pets come back? No. Thankfully. Yeah. I I will say if my dog passes, I pray that she comes back because I can't imagine losing her right now. Mm-hmm. So, well, I do have to say to the 57% of our audience that said yes, um send us your stories. We want to hear them. Yes. I want to see and hear these things, please. I think it'd be great to see, but this brings up another point of, okay, they can go to heaven. They have souls. Do you think that they can be possessed? I'm going to say yes. See, I said no, because I'm like, okay, they don't have spirits. There's no way that, you know, something can enter in if you don't like allow it or whatever, right? I'm an idiot because I did not even remember all the stories I heard growing up in the Bible. <laughs> so you look back. Are you thinking right? about the pigs? Uh, but there's a couple actually. Okay. The pigs are one of them. Matthew 8, when Jesus is like performing an exorcism of this man who has like a legion of demons, the demons asked to be cast into the swine, which were the pigs over on the hill. And Jesus allowed it. He cast them into the swine and the pigs became possessed and they ran over the cliff. Yeah. So that's possible. But I didn't even think about the Garden of Eden. Like Satan himself possessed the snake. That's true. Right? So I guess it's possible. You even have like in Numbers, there was a donkey that was influenced by an angel on high, it says. And he spoke up. So a talking donkey. Aww. It's very it's very clear that they can be possessed, which is kind of frightening when it you is. think about it. Because it I, is. knock on wood, Jess, we have not had a demon enter an animal yet. And Lord help us. <laughs> I cannot imagine. Okay, I don't want to think about that because then I won't <laughs> want to have any pets. <laughs> I have three that just could like come after me. I'm so, scared now. How like, do you I protect? An, Lord, how do you Lord protect an animal test. from being possessed? Lord, that's not a test I want. I don't know. Like, what would be the reason other than to freak you out? And now that it knows I'm scared of it, I'm a little worried. <laughs> You're not afraid <laughs> of it. Stop. I'm gonna like 
bathe my cats and dogs in holy water and put little crosses on their collars and there you go I've got to do something. have them sit in on bible study like really get them in <laughs> baptize say them meow, say meow if you love Jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh my I really I need photos of this I'm going to do it. I am legit scared now because the last time I said something, I know I went downstairs and my keys were standing up. So now I'm like praying that my children are on edge down there watching for these demon cats. Don't say it on the (laughs) podcast. If we have learned any lesson, don't say it on the podcast. I've got to do some praying afterwards. That's all I got to say. Better pray. You better baptize those cats. (laughs) Get them in the spirit. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i on a side note i thought it was really cool like i didn't think about this but you think of the garden of eden right when the snake's talking to eve she wasn't surprised like she wasn't even shocked that this snake is talking to her so was that a thing like before the fall of man Maybe could animals didn't talk no that animals couldn't weren't supposed to talk that's true. Like, maybe that was the first one she's seen. I don't know. Crazy, huh? We'll have to ask. But I digress. I think it's time for another round of... Would you rather... And I'm on the receiving end. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You that... scare me. I'm not trying to scare you. I only have one question for you this week. So, okay. Well, that's good. It's an easy one. I think. Would you rather have Church, the cat from Pet Cemetery, or Cujo as your pet? I would say give me the dog because I can like tie it up and put it in a cage. Cats are like sneaky as fuck. Like they will get out of anything, and I am not about to have that demon cat coming after me. I fucking agree. There is no <laughs> way you could pay me to have that haggard ass demon fucking cat as a pet. Give me the rabid dog all day long. I can old yeller it. Right? Yeah. They they ended okay. up shooting him in the end. You can kill a rabid dog. Um, I don't know if that cat will ever really die. Yeah. That's I mean it has first of all it has nine lives and is possessed. So <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Obviously they can be possessed. So this isn't even like a funny joke because I'm literally if something happens tonight that one of my cats is acting off. I am calling your ass. I don't care what time it is. I am calling you. And be like, get over here. We have to do a cat exorcism right now. A catercism. <laughs> oh my God. You're um, on it tonight. I don't even know. All right. So people, if you've hung in here with us, we freaking love you. We appreciate you. But for the love of all things holy, please, <laughs> please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us those five stars. Tell us that our podcast is great. Tell us you love us. Tell us we're funny and all those good things that make us feel so good about ourselves because you help us grow our audience. We need it and we thank you. And follow us on Instagram. We have some awesome posts. Jess is the bomb when it comes to our posts. She is amazing at putting things together for you guys. So take a look at that. Follow us and hang in there with us. It only gets better from here. That's right. So before we end this week's episode, we wanted to introduce you to an awesome podcast. If you love weird shit, and clearly you do because you're listening to us, <laughs> you definitely need to check out This Is Gonna Sound Weird. Yes. Taylor and Sydney are two hilarious friends who discuss true crime and the paranormal. 
And this is their trailer. Do you feel misunderstood? Afraid to talk to others out of fear you'll be thought of as weird? Does your mom get irritated with you for bringing up Jeffrey Dahmer at the dinner table? Are you looking for someone you can relate to? Well, we've got you covered. Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Sydney, host of the comedy podcast, This Is Gonna Sound Weird. A podcast that embraces topics such as true crime, the paranormal, or anything that would make your coworkers uncomfortable if you brought them up in the break room. Get word with us each Friday on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Woo! Well, that was awesome. That's our show, everyone. Thanks for listening. Stay ghosty. And remember, there are no goodbyes for us. Thank you.